What's going on, everyone? Hello, hello. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of This Realm of Existence podcast. Our purpose is to encourage you to go after all of your goals and dreams and to live your best life in this realm of existence. My name is Sharon W., and I am your host. This is a show all about positivity, joy, magic, and inspiration because, let's face it, we all need those things from time to time. For today's show, I want to dive into the topic of relationships, mainly from the male perspective, specifically men being vulnerable and expressing their emotions in a healthy way. I recently wrote a poem that I dedicated to men entitled Safe Space, and I will share a small snippet of that poem at the end of the show. Now, the full poem will be included in my book of poetry, by the way, so more info on that. But before I do, I want to talk a little about this topic. Now, oftentimes it seems that men feel the need to hold everything in. You know, society just tells men, be strong, don't cry, don't be vulnerable, or to man up. And in my opinion, that's really no way to live. But I don't want to speak for all men, so that's why I am excited to have on today's show a good friend of mine, Jamar Irvin. So, Jamar, thank you so much for being here, and welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm excited that you invited me as a guest. Thank you. So I have known Jamar for about 10 years, and we've developed a great friendship over those years. But today, I really want to talk about relationships and vulnerability, again, from the male perspective. But before we get into that, a little about Jamar. This man does everything. I mean, he does everything from music to podcasting. He's an entrepreneur. He has multiple businesses. He does health and wellness. He's in the transportation industry, and he is also in real estate. He really does it all. Also, Jamar, did I miss anything, or is there anything that you want to add before we get started? Uh, that's accurate. That's accurate. Uh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, perfect. All right, Jamar. So let's talk about relationships. So. <laughs> I've read different things where people say that the dating pool has pee in it. In other words, they say it's horrible, right? And then I read an article, I think it was on Essence, where singer Tyrese, he recently broke up with his girlfriend. And he said he's just fed up with the whole dating scene. He wants to get married and settle down. So I'm not sure if people are just being conditioned to not be in a relationship or what's going on. But apparently the dating scene is horrible right now. So what are your thoughts? And are you dating? Um... Well, I was single for uh, eight years, eight and a half years. I recently got into a relationship, so I'm not single at this moment. But um, dating is, is definitely um, difficult. You know, it took me eight and a half years to finally confide in someone. So I understand the, the, the frustration um, as far as, like, what men and women deal with on the dating scene. I've been through all the ups and downs when it comes to dating, um, trying to find yourself, trying to figure it out. But um, do I agree with those methods? I mean, uh, you know, I think that it's, it, it, you have to have a due process and you have to make a solid choice on who you uh, involve and put you in the space that you put yourself in right. and the people that you're involved with and things of that nature, you know what I mean? But um. I want to just solely say this shit. I think it's pros and cons to everything, to be honest. That's true. I mean, you know what I mean? Um, some people could say that about any field or any career or any kind of situation where you could point out the bad, but I always try to be positive about the situation and, and evaluate things from a, a fair perspective. I give people a fair shot, basically. You know gotcha, I mean? gotcha. Now, mm -hmm. is this a monogamous committed relationship? Or is this an open relationship? 
Well, uh, <laughs> here we, uh, so it's a month. It starts out as a, I'm a, I'm polygamous. Just to be fair, uh, well, be straightforward. You know, I desire a polygamous relationship. So, but I'm not polyg. I don't have multiple wives at the moment. So we're starting out in a monogamous form, right. and we're going to choose in the future our next wife together or whatever the case may be. Well, that's the process, you know. So that's the plan. So you know, kind of sorta, I would say. Gotcha. <laughs> well, okay. Well, so let's let's talk about polygamy just for a moment. So can yeah. you just go into a little more what it means to be poly- polygamous and what made you decide on that lifestyle? What made you decide that that's for you? Um. Well, I just when I visualize my future, I visualize I visualize um family. And polygamy is just all about family and redevelopment. And it's all, every, every man has their own method, just like in any relationship, even if it's a monogamous relationship where however the man want to operate, that's how he wants to operate in his relationship. Like all relationships, is not the same. But for me, I desire family and I desire a certain uh, energy around in my household that I would love, that I dreamed of. Um, Part of my journey is, as far as making the decision to become polygamous, it was like a two-year journey. I had to study. Uh, I had to look at successful relationships that was polygamous. This wasn't just like an overnight thing, like, oh, you know, I want, I desire two wives. Um, it took a long time for me to come to these uh, conclusions on what I want for my legacy, how I want to lead my legacy, and how I want to do it. Um, for, uh, that could benefit for my family. So with all that being said, um, when I look into my future and what I want and how I want my family to be created and the energy I feel, it's all based, of, based upon family. And I think that's the pure essence of polygamy or being polygamous is just to have a, a synergy of family building an empire that can impact the world. Gotcha. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. So I watched some of the some of the shows on, you know, cable stations. I forget which which station, but there's a show, Sister Wives. And I think they call them um, yeah, they call them sister wives, really, because they're all wives and I guess they're this family. So what do you think about a woman being polygamous? Because there is a woman on Instagram, and of course I forget her name, where she's in a polygamous relationship where she has, I think it's two or three husbands, even though technically the only the actual first husband is the only legal husband for legal purposes. But what do you think about a woman being polygamous and where the men are considered brother husbands? You know, what, what would you think about that? Um, again, you know, me, you know, I, I, I'm not, I won't shame or I won't, uh, if, if a woman chooses to make those decisions, she has every right, I feel. Um, I feel like everybody has a, and this thing called life, you know what I mean? Everybody has their rights and they choice to on however they want to choose their their life so i'm not opposed to that um i do see i mean for me well you know if it was me in in those situations i I can't see it because i look at myself as a a man with different characteristics that won't allow me to confine in a situation like that but just based on what you're saying as far as like I think it's dope when, in, in a sense of if she could operate it and make it all work and everybody's in agreement with each other, meaning the men in those situations, mm-hmm. uh, if they're in agreement with it, uh, I think it's a beautiful thing too, because if you look at it 
from what it really is and what it truly represents. Um, if it's if it's all up, it depends on, you know, I, I would love to see like her rhyme and reason, like to get her reasoning on behind it. Because from a man's perspective, like I was just saying, like for us, it's, it's about family, it's about reproducing, it's about taking, you know, stress off of your man, well, off of, it's about like a sisterhood, a family, you know, helping each other. So I would love to see like how that dynamic works from her eyes as far as having the three males and how they operate and move because it's a little and it happens and it happens in our past it's, it's, a, little, it's a little unique when it comes to the male a female doing it but it happens and it's a part of it exists in our world i mean so that's true yeah, yeah. It definitely happens yeah if i'm i'm just kind of recalling going through her instagram page i wish i could remember her name but um I just, I don't know if she has children or not. I want to say she has maybe two, but don't quote me on that because again, it's been a while, but that was really her um, purpose of it. I know a few people asked her like, well, what was the reason for you doing that? And her first thing is what you said, family. You know, right, of course, right. some of the men got on and was like, oh, well, a woman can only have so many, you know, <laughs> yeah. it, it was, I guess it was uh, criticism and other people rooting for her. I mean, and that's going to be anything yeah. that you do in life, really. So, and you know <laughs> what else is on? Family. And I didn't mean to cut you off, no, no, but um, I had a conversation with a friend of mine a few weeks ago, and we talked about um, the conditioning that females are under when it comes to their sexuality. You feel me? Where mm -hmm. a female is kind of confined to be a certain way, and if they you know, they they looked at in a light where are you only supposed to do this, or you supposed to move like this, or if you move against this, or if you can't truly express who you are, and there's some kind of conditioning and abuse uh, energy towards women that express their true selves. You feel I me? Mean? So it's almost like women in today, in my opinion, in today's time, is under this confined constrictions of how to be. Um, and she, uh, the friend of mine that I was referring to, we was talking about this Jasmine Sullivan album, where she talks about the the um, abuse, the conditioning, the, the the confinement that women are under, and it's like, ultimately, my friend was alluding to, it's like it's unfair, you know, what I mean, it's unfair for these women to kind of be restricted and be condemned on expressing their true sexuality, because you know she alluded to like, yeah, we have. We, we like other men at times too. We might want to express and talk to different guys too, but we'll be looked at and viewed that in a certain way if we express these energies. And in a world where, you know, God gave you light to, you know, you have everything by the abundance, you know, you should be privy to however you want to, however your life desire to be. You know what I mean? You should have every right to do that. And people accept you for who you are and, you know, your mission, your journey. You know what I mean? I think it's a, a beautiful thing. But it is mental abuse, verbal abuse, you know, as far as women, especially truly who they are. Right. You know what I mean? No, so I, I'm not, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, so I think, I, and it's funny too, because um, even me, I used to think like, you know, I'm a man, you know, we, used to, we carry this energy that we're above women, you know what I mean? And now that I'm getting older, I'm starting to realize, like, nah, that's not the right mindset to have when you're dealing with a woman as far as, like, you know, just because you're a man and you feel like you're stronger, you still, like, you, you feel, like, superior to some degree, 
doesn't mean you display that energy to a woman to where you make her lesser than, you know what I mean? And that's what we was talking about. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's almost like you got to give, you got to be, you got to be, you can still be superior. You can still carry yourself in the manly way, but it's a way how you operate and move when dealing with a woman, you know, when it comes to being fair, you know what I mean? Well, I think a lot of that has to do with just society in general. And that's just like what you were saying with um, how women are looked at a certain way. That's all society. Society put these so-called patriarchal rules out that said women do this, men do this. So let's take it back to even, you know, just from a standpoint of sexuality. A man can sleep with whatever, however many women he wants. And oh, oh, wow, he's the man. A woman does it. Oh, all of a sudden she's a hoe. Why is that? She's sexually liberated as long as she's protecting herself and not exposing anyone or herself to any kind of danger and just, again, protecting herself. Why is that a problem? You know, and that kind of goes back to just even when I did on episode two, my friend Jenea, we talked about being authentically you in a society that wants you to fit in. Now, in that episode, we talked mainly about Black women and, you know, how we show up in corporate America, et cetera. But this goes even further than that, talking about women in general and just being able to show up how we want without persecution from society and how people have been so brainwashed and ingrained to think that women are supposed to be this just one way, have no other layers to them. And God forbid you go outside of what they think that you should be. Oh, oh, the the verbal abuse and the you're this and you're that. Yeah, so I, I understand exactly what you were saying with that. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Well, let's shift a little bit. (laughs) Let's shift a little bit and talk about first dates, right? So again, we're talking about relationships. So now on TikTok, and I know you're not on there, um, but a lot of people post, they post videos of, you know, relationship advice, some good, some bad, in my opinion. And they often pose questions that they think men and women should ask on a first date. Now, before... I get into one of my questions that I, as a woman, would ask a man on a first date. I'm curious to know, what are one or two questions that you think a man should ask a woman on a first date? Just something that you think would be appropriate, and then I'll give you mine. Oh, man. That's a good question. Um, see, me, I'm a com- I see, and <laughs> It's funny, because when I was in the uh, dating world, I used to say, first 48. I'll put you on first 48, meaning like, you know, I'm going to ask you a series of questions to kind of get to the core of your soul within the first two days. But I try to do it in a way where it doesn't, it doesn't I, always, I always feel like your first date starts from your, the conversation, you know what I'm saying? And there's certain important questions that you need to ask to kind of feel like, you know, and I don't want to be too... Um, like a stream, like, all right, you got to ask this question. Uh, right. Well, what's one think, that you would ask? Like, just one question that you think that a man should ask. Okay. Uh, I feel like you should you know. So the question would come from, you know, personalities and tendencies. So, you know, uh, I'm big on, like, hearing your upbringing. It's, it's, I think the main important thing is, you know, I, 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 I ask this question frequently, like, you know, what, um, when you don't have no downtime, you know, I mean, when you do have some downtime, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. and you're free, you know, 
what's some of the things you like to do for fun? What's some of the things that you do to enjoy yourself? You know what I mean? And you just sit back and listen. And then you can hear, for me, it's like personality. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so then I pick, and that's how I think from those conversations, it creates the first date. I think people just kind of stick to a formula. I think that it work. But for me, my due process is listening to you, what you're saying, what makes you happy, what kind of food you eat. But stick to the Pacifics. The one question I would ask would be like, uh, you know, when you're free, you got nothing else to do with some of the things you like to do to enjoy yourself. And then I'll just sit back and listen. I think that's important. Um, for some of the things that make you happy, you know, I think that's good. And then, um, you know, uh, it's a lot. I'm sorry if I'm all over the place, no, but it's no, a lot because I, I do, I do, I do ask a lot of uh, a series of questions to try to get to who you are as a person. Well, you know what's funny though? Like I've been on first dates where I would ask questions, and you know, for those that you know have listened before, they know I'm a lawyer. And, you know, a guy that I may be talking to, he may know that I'm a lawyer as well. And if I'm asking questions, the first thing he may say is, man, I feel like I'm under cross-examination. I feel like I'm in the courtroom. And that is such a turn off. That, that's a turn off. Yeah, that's, 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 yeah, that's very, yeah, yeah. Same thing <laughs> on me. Like I had those situations. Again, I've been out here for eight years. And that shows, even like that, like that's a perfect example where a person will kind of become uh dismissive mm-hmm. invasive you know they, they you know they give off an energy they you just peep the energy and you're like oh this, exactly. you can automatically tell like this is not for me this is not what i'm looking for combative when you ask a certain because at the end of the day we're dating we're trying to get to know each other exactly. so of course i'm gonna ask you it's almost like you wouldn't go to a job interview and be like well why are you asking me all these questions you're gonna treat your boss <laughs> right? like that right you feel me? that's true so if I'm, you know, it's, it is like kind of not like, I hate to say it like this. It's kind of like an interview process, but it's a little different scenery. You know, it's about connecting and trying to, you know, and again, it's all about conversation and feel and the energy. If the energy is not there and you automatically on a date one, you're like, oh, I'm not going to really say anything. I don't want to get into that. And you're very like combative on everything. That's a turn off. Yeah, that's not good at all. That's yeah. absolutely, yeah, you're you right. Wouldn't, you wouldn't walk off. into a job interview like that, or you wouldn't conduct yourself in a different format in any kind of way. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You're like, look, why just look at my resume. Like that? Why treat a black man me. like that? <laughs> you feel me? You're like, just look at my resume. Don't ask me these questions. <laughs> right. That's funny. No, but yeah, no, you're right. Well, for me, one of my questions is always, what is your purpose or your vision? Like, in other words, do you have a specific direction that you see your life going? Like, how do you see your life in maybe the next five years, 10 years? And I'm not saying that they have to have all the answers because we never all have all the answers. I have a specific vision that I see my life going in the next year, two, three, but let's face it, life happens. And, you know, sometimes we take different paths to get to our ultimate destination. But I ask that question because, again, I'm in a place where I'm going about my life's purpose, which, as you know, I love all things creative. I believe that my passion truly lies in writing. I love just being creative in general and inspiring, you know, and that was the reason for, of course, creating this blog and podcast and um, my TikTok page, marketing it and all that. So to me, it's like if a man doesn't have direction or purpose or vision as far as what he wants to do or how he sees his life. Yeah, um, that's a no, no. <laughs> that's a no, no for me. So that that's really a question that I would ask just to see where his head is. Because a lot of people just like to kind of focus on the now. Oh, well, I don't really think about the future that much. Ooh, Mm-mm. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, that's not <laughs> But you know what? And then that leads me into red flags too, because oftentimes, let's face it, even when dating or getting to know somebody, people tend to ignore red flags, which is never a good idea. We've all done it though. So let's go to this question. What would be a red flag to you in a relationship or getting to know someone? Like what's something that if they said or that they did, you would automatically think, wait, hold up. <laughs> or that make your radar go up like, wait a minute, something's not right. A woman that says, she'll, go, she'll say, she'll say, yeah, I'm on a date tomorrow. I'm just out here dating. I don't really mean a man. I got, I make my money. That's what you're going to <laughs> Because yeah. you, you already don't have any, you, you don't see the value in, as far as having a strong man. You know, I, mean, I don't think you will understand. If you already saying like, you know, uh, I make my money. I don't need no man. And why should I even invest into you? you know so mean? you have no problem with the woman being independent, though. You just want her to at least make you feel. If she doesn't see. If she don't see the value in the man no, for, for the for the the true essence of it, and right, I, I'm not going to try to play the game and convince you. I want a woman that already knows the value, knows the importance, even if she did make more money. You feel me? Right. So you, you have know, no problem with independence. Yeah, I don't have no problem with it. And okay, we're going to make that Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying, like, the, you know, you'll be on a date and, you know, you got to have a kind of edge of it. Like, yeah, you know, I'm just out here, you know, I don't need no man. I'm just, you know, that's a turn off. That's a red flag. Right. Yeah, I can see that. Because uh, yeah, it's like, well, why are you here? <laughs> right, right, right. Like, it's like, why are you, why are we even doing this? Or why should I even invest in you? You know what I mean? Uh, I'm big on, like, uh, and this is why I call it first 48, because it's like I'm big on like character and like understanding how you think, move, your your, your values, how your how your relationships are with your family and friends and things like that. And that comes within time, you know what I mean? But those are some of those are some of the uh turnoffs for me. Like initially, um what else? Uh it could be a series of things. It's, it's some wickedness out there. Like, <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. It, that's you, true. You, can, you, you know, a lot of uh, there's. It's really hard to find. Oh, you know, especially in today's time, a woman that sees our value as as men. You know what I mean, you know. So yeah. I'm in my Kevin Samuels bag. I'm about to get in there. Oh my gosh! Modern woman. No, nah, no. Nah, <laughs> yeah, really. don't do that. Don't don't do that. Nah. <laughs> a woman is completely. <laughs> I I know you're playing, but you know, for people that might not know you, they'd be like, "Wait, hold up." <laughs> they come to your Instagram page, give you some hate mail, and then be in your DMs, like, "Hold up." But um, but not to be wrong. It's like you you don't mind a woman being independent, but at the same time, you want her to be able to see the value of having a strong man as well right. and being right. i guess you could technically be a power couple if you will but just to see that i see it i see it uh-huh. well for me one of my red flags <laughs> is really what i mentioned about a man just not having any purpose or direction or vision but another one for me would be if i'm dating someone or if we've officially moved into the whole relationship phase would be a man that i would say is too controlling or aggressive and for example you know, I love to travel, right? You know, I love to travel. I've been traveling. I've been blessed to be able to travel since I was three years old, thanks to my parents. And I love traveling. So say I wanted to go on a girl's trip somewhere, right? And he's like, oh, no, I'm coming with you. 
Um, first of all, you weren't invited, <laughs> number one. So to me, that would just be a red flag because, yeah, I'm glad you want to spend time with me. And that's cool. But we can go on a trip on our own or we can do a couple's trip. But also give me my space, too, to be able to enjoy myself. Because my thing is, if you trust me, why do you feel the need to try to control what I do, who I go with all the time? Like, you need that time apart. So, yeah. So for me, one of those, that that would be a red flag. Honestly, just someone that wants me around 24-7, like there's nothing else going on. And I would also look at that as a red flag too, because it's like, well, what else are you doing in your life that you just want me with you 24-7? And we both need to be able to do our own thing and of course come together and make our individual things even better. So that's that's a red flag for me. So yeah. But let's switch a little bit and talk about vulnerability. So in the beginning, I mentioned how I feel like society just doesn't allow men to be vulnerable, like, you know, that whole man up thing and don't cry and be strong. So as a man yourself, do you think that society gives men room to be vulnerable, whether they're in a relationship or just vulnerable in general? Or do you think that men have been conditioned to be a certain way to not, you know, show any kind of emotions because they don't want to look weak? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, great question. Great question. Um, see, I come from a world, I'm from Camden, New Jersey. We was considered the poorest city in America. You know what I mean? So um, based upon your environment and how I was raised, I think it's different for every man. You know what I mean? There are, to your point, there is a conditioning factor that plays a part when a man's uh, is not allowed to be vulnerable you know in my life i carry myself like that i'm 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 taking that accountability like that's me like like yeah you'll never see me cry you'll never see me emotional with uh, you know display emotions because of the condition that i was raised in I was taught to not be soft or to carry yourself a certain way, to walk a certain way, to not look weak and vulnerable and to be looked, viewed that as like food in the, what we would call the hood. You know I mean? mm-hmm. um, and I can vouch for that you being to, around you. Have you. To, you have to carry yourself for your, for your survival, though. You know what I mean? This was like, uh, I forget the word, how to say it, but it's, it's, it's very serious on the energy you put off, if you come off as this soft, well, not even soft, but this, this vulnerable guy, you know, that's, you know, he reacts on his emotions and he lives on his emotions all the time. You get viewed as, as weak. And then and right. there's sharks and there's people that take advantage of those, those things. You feel me? So you can't give nobody no leeway into trying to take something from you where, where you might be sensitive about they'll use it against you from where I come from. You know what I mean? Right. You know, like if you display, even like with a girl back then, you like, you would just show that you was, you was in love. You'll be viewed <laughs> that like, oh, he's soft. Like, look at this mushy, mushy guy. You see, that is it's such that, a shame because mushy, you know mushy is now, nice. <laughs> it could be viewed as, you know, as, oh, you know, but for your survival, they come up smoothly and like I said, the environment you grow in, especially if you got to live in these environments, you want to kind of carry yourself in a certain way as a man, because you don't want the, it's just too much. It's almost like, 
a person that's afraid of the display that they gave, you know what I mean? Back in these days, you know what I mean? But anyhow, right. um, from the world that I come from, yeah, like, you know, even like I, I and I, I mentioned this, you know, even though I, I'm a different man now, you know, I, I was, a, it was a part of my life where I was in the streets. I was in those elements, you feel me? I, you know, I sold drugs at one point, you know, I've been to jail, you know what I'm saying? And I've been in situations where you had to for your survival. Like, just imagine a young man, 18 years old, in a jail full of grown men. If you show any vulnerability in jail, <laughs> think about what's going to happen to you. There's nothing you can do about it. You feel me? So you got to carry yourself. I'm 18, 19 years old amongst men. And I'm, my energy is like, yo, if you fuck with me, I will, I will fight to the death with you. You feel me? You know, even though I was at the the bottomest point of your life, you, you when you in jail, you you at the you at rock bottom. You feel me? There's nowhere else but bottom, and you got so many emotions, but you got to follow them in because you're around hyenas and sharks and people that are manipulate you and this, that, and the third. And that's unfortunate. It's not the right way to live or. I wish the world was a better place, but the reality is this is what it is. So men and the men in the world have in some situations, I'm not saying all, have to be carry themselves in a certain way where they can't display any vulnerability because they'll be viewed and in a true, you know, they'll be viewed as weak. You know what I mean? Especially if you consider yourself an alpha. I think an alpha male is he has a level of fear, but he displays fearlessness amongst the right. family. You know what I mean? It's like it has to be there. That energy has to be there. You know what I mean? But I get where you're going. You know what I mean? And is it like again in the world that we live in? Is everything is not fair? You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's like a, it's like it's like a it's like a yin and a yang. It's like a different balance. It's like it's there for a reason. You know what I mean? I mean, I just feel like, too, I mean, I'm glad that you brought all that up. I think you're right. It does matter as far as, you know, it could be how you were raised, the environment or different things that you went through where you really it wasn't safe to be vulnerable. But I just feel like if a man can't be vulnerable in a relationship with the person that loves him and that he says he loves, that's just that's just sad. I don't know. That's just sad to me as far as like I can see being, you know, in that environment streetwise, maybe not being able to do that you know, when you were younger and everything that you went through from that standpoint, but in a relationship, I, I just hope that men, um, when they are in a relationship, especially if it's a good relationship and you love this woman and she loves you, that they do find the ability to be vulnerable, just to open up. Because as a woman, I can speak from the woman's side, we want a man to be able to open up, to be vulnerable with us, because that that's sexy. Like, don't Let me ask you this. Do you think, like, when you view a relationship that men are not being vulnerable enough? And, like, if that's so, like, what's an example, like, to you, where, like, you know, uh, a man, you know, carry this ego, this weight with him all the time? Or was it, is it past experiences that you've seen or, or experienced yeah. yourself? It was like a past like, experience. It was um, a guy that I was talking to. This was, like, years ago. He just wasn't, he never really showed emotions at all. Like you could, you can sometimes look at a person and see something is wrong, right? Hence the right. question, are you okay? What, what's going on? No, I'm good. I'm good. 
but you can just see the stress uh, <laughs> in the face and it's like but okay right, right, right. i can see you maybe not wanting to open up to everyone to tell what's going on because you know let's face it you just can't share things with everybody but if you're supposed to be in this relationship it's like talk to me be vulnerable tell me what's going on it's like it doesn't make you look weak i'm not going to look at you any different you're right. human you know and i and let's face it stress kills so right, I can right. tell something's wrong with you. And the more you hold that in, that's going to that's going to show up in the physical through high blood pressure or something. Right. That energy is going to sit with you. And I'm so, feeling on that. Yeah. And it's like, no, you have to be able to express that. And, you know, I mean, yeah, you may have your other outlets like working out and doing different things. But being able to talk to the person you're with, that that's big for me. So before yeah, we run out that. of time, because I noticed we're running... Um, about to run out of time soon. Um, as I mentioned in the beginning of the show, I recently wrote a poem that I dedicated actually to all the men who feel that they need to hold everything in and it's called Safe Space. So here's just a small snippet of the poem. Again, the full uh, poem will be shared in my upcoming book of poetry, so stay tuned. So again, this poem is called Safe Space. I am your safe space. Dive into my mind and tell me your deepest thoughts and desires. I will protect your vulnerability with the fierceness of a lioness protecting her cubs. I am your safe space. Vulnerability is a strength and judge you, I will not. My heart aches that you were always told to be strong even when you were dying inside. Cry, let your tears flow. I admire you. I admire your vulnerability. Your innermost secrets are safe with me. I am your safe space. So there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> so again, that's a, that's just a small poem, a small snippet rather of a poem that I wrote called Safe Space. Um, so, all right, guys, Jamar, this has been an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for uh, joining me today. It's been enlightening and fun. <laughs> and I know when people listen, they'll, they'll have probably have some questions. But before we wrap up, let everyone know where they can follow you. Um, you can follow me at Jamar856 on Instagram. Uh, you can follow my podcast page um, at Push Boy Podcast. You can get um, some new latest content. We got a concert going on for Benny Siegel uh, oh, on nice. uh, August 11th um, at Gravity Nightclub in Philadelphia. Um, nice. That's the next event where we'll be at. Um, yeah, you can follow me there. And if you could also, if you, if you are, a young, inspiring driver that's looking for work. Uh, I have a, a business, uh, a transport, uh, a trucking business, and I'm looking for drivers. And you can reach me um, um, on my Instagram or on my. You can look up my website at urbantransportation.com, uh, llc.com, and uh, put your app in there. And we got what else? Oh, and also I'm back in the music. I got some music coming. But I got some music out there now, so you can follow. Uh, you can go to datpiff.com, type in Youngmar, look up the album Push. You can look up the album OMCS, and I'm also my last album I dropped is called Better on Yourself. You can li listen to that on um, all platforms: Title, Apple. Uh, it's called Better on Yourself. I dropped. I got music out there. I got podcasts, and I got uh, trucking opportunities for folks. And you can hit me up directly. I'll let me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you again, Jamar, so much. Um, everyone, Jamar's social media information will be posted on the website under the podcast tab. So be sure to check him out. 
and uh, yeah, get in touch with them. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning into another episode of this Realm of Existence podcast. Until next time, remember that you are a magical being who can achieve whatever you want to achieve. So go live your best life in this realm of existence. Until next time, I wish you peace, love, joy, and prosperity. Bye, guys.